Welcome to episode two of HIPCAST, the Hastings Independent Podcast. Helping you survive self-isolation with a smile. Issue 149 of Hastings Independent is online now. So go to www.hastingsindependentpress.co.uk and look for the flip book. It's just like reading the paper, but don't do it in the bath. And for those of you homeschooling your children. Hidden Hastings Heritage Project obviously unable to deliver outdoor education events under current restrictions, are providing access to homeschooling and educational materials every day to help lighten the load. They hope to place the emphasis on nature, science, outdoor pursuits and art, with resources relevant to your child's KS1 and KS2 curriculum. So search on Facebook for The Hidden Hastings Heritage Project for more information. John, you've got news of another important project which aims to help children. Yes, indeed. There's an event to keep children occupied and give back to the community at the same time. Uh, Winston's Wish, uh, which is a bereavement charity for grieving children, now they want families to set up a camp for the night. Uh, The charity has created a virtual event that will take place on Saturday the 18th of April in homes across the UK. Fortnite, as it's been called, uh, will get children to build a family fort in their front room and come together virtually for an evening of live streaming fun uh, before bedding down in their own uh, homemade fort or castle. Uh, After making their den, children will be treated to family-friendly entertainment. So Winston's Wish hopes to raise vital funds in support of its work uh, with children grieving nationwide. Uh, In fact, giving £16 would help the charity provide a memory box for a child whose loved one has passed away. Uh, The charity is asking those who wish to take part to register on their website at winstonswish.org forward slash fortnight where they'll be given an online pack of downloads to help build their fort and get access to the live stream entertainment channel brilliant i think it's a fantastic idea that i used to love building camps when i was a kid castles in the woods all sorts of things or was that a dream can't remember anyway 
Time to wake up and have a bit of music, I think. Yeah, let's listen to some music now. We've got a band, uh, The Lucky Face, um, who have sent in uh, a tune for us. Um, as we said in the last podcast, if you do want your song played on Hipcast, then do send it in as an MP3 to hipcast at hastingsindependentpress.co.uk. As I say, this is a song from The Lucky Face. It's called All Friends Together. I love this one. Great. Um, yeah, more tunes can be found from uh, The Lucky Face on Spotify or any other streaming channel. Uh, you can find more info at theluckyface.co.uk or The Lucky Facebook. Clever play on words. Very smart. Yeah, thanks for sending that in, Tim. Great song. What is that you was doing? Well, you know, when you look on your phone and you see what's going on around town, look at news, art, sports, local news and things. Yeah. Well, I zoom the same, but it is on paper. 
is like so sick. That sounds cool, man. Like retro. Hastings Independent. So retro. Okay. So as we know, Colin, everybody's plans have been halted by the pandemic. Tell me about it, John. I've been training for three years for the 2020 Paranormal Games. The Ouija boarding. But what if you've been training to do the half marathon and wanted to complete it? Yeah. Well, uh, Hastings Independent sub-editor Ben uh, met up with college teacher Dan Stratford, who actually decided to overcome the restrictions by running the entire half marathon in his front room, on a treadmill, dressed as a nun. It sounds like he's got a running habit to me, John. That's not funny. Here's Ben with the interview. Um, I'm here with Dan Stratford, who was planning for the Hastings Half Marathon. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. That must have been really disappointing, Dan. It, it was disappointing on a number of different levels, really. I mean, this would have been my fifth or sixth half marathon. It was just a shame that I couldn't run for the charity. And obviously, there are thousands and thousands of people who do the half marathon as well. It's a really good way of um, showcasing what we do in Hastings as well. So it was just a, it's a real missed opportunity. That, but I thought, hey, you know what? Let's try and do something about this and just put a little bit back into the community as well. So, so what did you decide to do? Well, uh, the honest truth was, up until the Thursday, absolutely nothing at all. So no training, no nothing at all. Um, but I thought, yeah, just go live, as they say, and see how it goes and see what response we got. And I managed to download a donate button on my Facebook page as well, which I thought, hello, this, this may work, this may not work, and then go from there, really. So it was, it was just a trial run, pardon the pun, and see how it went. And if it raised a bit of money, great. If it raised a bit of awareness, great. And had a bit of fun in the meanwhile, then even better. But uh, yeah, it was, it was me three hours in a nun's outfit. So really, this is a visual thing, but have a listen. Here we go. Guys, make sure you go on the donation page. Apparently people are finding it difficult to find the donation thing. If you roll down to the bottom of the event page, it's right down the bottom there. You're on lockdown. You're doing a run. Somehow you managed to get a man's, because you're a tall man, a man-sized nun's habit. Tell me about that. The nun's outfit was a bit of a mad one, really. And, and I don't know if you remember that film with Eric Idle and uh, Robbie Coltrane, Nuns on the Run. Well, that was our uh, costume last year. So, uh, yeah, it's just a bit of fun. Really. So you've done lots of half marathons, um, mostly in the outdoors, mostly with people cheering you on. How was this different? Everyone was shouting and screaming virtually and everybody was there and my wife was there feeding comments in and out. But it was, it was a fantastic, it was a fantastic atmosphere if I can say, if I can kind of call it that. But uh, yeah, so apart from the physical kind of endurance of running on a treadmill, on a flat treadmill, quite flat footed, um, other than that, the, the support was always there and uh, it was great fun. It was just really, really good fun. And we raised in total, as we speak, hot off the press this morning, we've raised about 540 pounds and I know there's a few kind of cash donations coming as well. So it's wonderful. It really is. So who are you supporting? So Michael's Hospice is just a wonderful, I mean, they need no introduction, really. They're just a wonderful, wonderful charity that do wonderful things for people. And obviously, at this stage of the game, um, you know, we're in a pandemic, we're on lockdown. And obviously, they're going to struggle, generally. And obviously, with NHS workers and key workers, they're on the front line dealing with people. And especially so Michael's Hospice, you know, they're on the front line dealing with people in palliative care. And it's just a wonderful local uh, charity. And that's absolutely awesome. And thank you on behalf of St Michael's Hospice. Um, we'll put a link to the nine minute version um, below this podcast um, so that people can have a look at Dan Stratford, college teacher, 
on the tre treadmill in an under's uniform. Thank you very much, Ben. Ben, can I just say a big thank you to you as well for kind of spreading the word on this, but also to everyone who supported and also donated as well. Uh, and just, you know, the button's still there. Just press that donate button as well. And take care of yourself and stay safe. Stay healthy, stay safe. Take care, Dan. You know I'm going to be chatting for about three hours, don't you? I'm looking for a number one place this year, guys. Yeah, so uh, Dan Stratford there, still running, still talking, still looking for donations, I think. So you can find the link uh, to watch the highlights of his home run on the treadmill, dressed as a nun, on YouTube by searching Completing the Hastings Half Marathon at Home. Well, I think it's time for some art news. I've had a canvas 12 foot by 8, filled in, framed and flogged before the first dabbers drive. It's not like that with me. Every brushstroke is torn out of my body. The Hastings Contemporary, formerly the Jerwood Gallery, is continuing to provide access to artworks through what is reportedly the first robot technology used in a gallery in the UK. Hastings Contemporary, in conjunction with Bristol Robotics Lab, will provide audiences with remote access to the gallery's exhibitions even whilst its doors remain closed. Robot-assisted tours of the current programme will allow would-be visitors, stuck at home, to be guided around the gallery by curators and other members of the HC team. Priority booking for the April tours will be made available to those on their waiting list. Public booking for the robot tours will go online immediately after the Easter weekend. It's easy to book. Hastings Contemporary will initially be offering four public tours a week, led by Liz Gilmore and Nick McLean, starting from the week beginning the 13th of April. The tours will last approximately 30 minutes and will be free with a suggested donation of £3. To be one of the first people in the UK to experience this technology, email info at hastingscontemporary.org or go to hastingscontemporary.org to find out more. Will do, will do. We've got uh, another piece of music here uh, by a band called The Pose, a local band who are due to play at the Drift Inn this month, but of course it's been cancelled. Um, they've got a song out called Absurdism. Did you
tune. That was Absurdism by The Pose. Uh, you can check out more uh, from The Pose. That's P-O-E-S on Facebook to find out more material from them. And now, John. Yes. Many people know you better as mild-mannered advertising manager of a great cosmopolitan newspaper. Do they? But I know you have a secret identity. No, you're not going to bring up B. Yes, John. Oh. Now it can be revealed. You are masked avenger, seeker of truth and justice. And the American way. Bates man. Ah, my alternate self. So why not pop into that phone booth over there, Okay. change into your Bates man costume, and play us out? I've got to get the voice right. I've got to get it. I've got to get the voice. There it is. I've got it. sent in by a Hastings lady, and for reasons that'll become apparent, she wants to remain anonymous, and of course we want to honour that request, Angela. So for the sake of this story, we're going to call you Jill. It all started back in the mid-1990s, a period of wealth, decadence, and alternative comedy. Jill was happy with her job at a well-known department store in the town as a perfume and makeup consultant and enjoyed the many perks that came with the job, such as free perfume testers, makeup sessions and discounts in all departments. She had a close group of friends who she went drinking with in the old town, which included one very close friend called Whitney, her boss at Depp. Uh, at the well-known department store. For a year and a half, Jill had been happily married with Dave, uh, sorry, let's call him Jack. Jack, a salesman for a well-known manufacturer of garden sheds, and enjoyed playing football on Sundays with his kids from a previous marriage that unfortunately ended when his ex-wife ran off with an artist who she met at the horse and groom in St. Leonard's. Every Thursday night, without fail, Jack and Jill would cook a grill with Whitney and her husband, Pedro, a half-Spanish, half-Italian musician who played guitar regularly in the old town when he wasn't recording with Rod Stewart, Bobby Crush, or Ackerbilk. Pedro's name never appeared on any recordings because, as he would point out, he was a session player and therefore wouldn't get credited for his input. Jill was finding herself drawn to all of Pedro's musical anecdotes, and he in turn respected a lady who knew about makeup. After about a year of hosting parties, things started to go wrong for Jill. The honeymoon period was over, and she wanted more from a partner than just free felting for the shed roof and walks on the pier. They were rowing more about social interests and seemed to be drifting apart. One night in early May, Jill was in the old town with some friends. Whitney not present if she was looking after her mother who had again inhaled too much brasso whilst punishing the fireplace. It was in the standard that they walked in to find Pedro playing Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. This one of Jill's favorite songs of the time. And from a distance with the dark light in the bar, 
and after six rum and cokes, Pedro looked a little bit like both Gallagher brothers. After the gig and after three more gin and tonics and two Sambuca chafers, Jill decided she would head home, but this was when Pedro approached from behind. He kindly helped her to her feet after she tried to swerve a stationary bow stool and find support from a non-existent handrail before hitting the dance floor with her face. Needing some air, they both found a secluded spot at the back of the beer garden where they shared their left-wing views on political correctness and love of world music like Jamiroquai. At this point, Pedro looked deep into Jill's eyes and started singing Virtual Insanity. That Hispanic tone of his quoting the line It's a wonder man can eat it all when things are big that should be small touched it deep inside and caused her to move in for a moment of passion and close contact. They moved from the beer garden and continued this journey of acid jazz and self-discovery behind the fish house before realizing that they had gone too far so they headed home alone. In the months that followed, Whitney moved on to British home stores. Pedro was on tour with the Rubettes, and Jill, well, she found out she was pregnant. She rang Pedro to give him the news, but he assured her that he had had the operation back in 92 when he started to include the Bee Gees songs in his life set. Jack and Jill now have a beautiful daughter called well, let's call her Lily. She sings in a local choir and catches the sun quickly in the south coast heat. They're still married and enjoy watching Pointless and reruns of Gavin and Stacy. Jill still reminisces about that night but is now happy with her life. We won't end this story by playing a Jamiroquai song, not for copyright reasons, but just because we don't want to. But we will wish Jill well. Thank you for your letter, and here's a song for you. That was a mighty fine show, John. Yeah, it was cool, dude. It sure was. Yeah. We'll be seeing you all next time. See you on the Whiskey Road. And we'll be back with a new hip cast. Yep. Just as soon as we can get self-isolated together. Yeah, don't worry. Be happy.
driven to work in the UK. Possible risk of sudden death if plugged in. Some parts may be missing. Not available in parts of Scotland. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Associated retailers only. You will never own this car. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. Climb to the moon. Our father would chart in heaven. Hello, be thy name. And when it's 2 o'clock in Memphis, it's 9 p.m. in Santa Fe. Investments may go up or down or side to side. You may never get your money back. Read the small print. Don't come crying to work when it all goes wrong. Price subject to increase without notification. Offer not applicable to residents of the UK. No parking between the hours of 3 and 5 a.m. You will never own this car. Always wear the protective clothing supply. Does not operate in daylight. Honk if you think I'm Canadian goose. Offer subject to status. Agreement will self destruct in 30 seconds. Not suitable for children or adults. Terms and conditions apply.